nurturing film and immersive art for social good. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is Tiffany Kieran, director of EarthXR, programming and partnerships for EarthX Film. Welcome, Tiffany. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Of course. So what does EarthX Film do? So EarthX Film um, is sort of the creative branch of EarthX. So EarthX is the world's largest environmental experience. Um, we've been based in Dallas, Texas, grew out of uh, Earth Day Dallas and Earth Day Texas and kept growing and growing and started getting more and more global. Um, and a few years ago, about four or something years ago, the EarthX Film started um, and with Michael Caine, who's the president and CEO and one of the co-founders with Tremolous Crow. And basically, um, Michael had had a strong background in film and wanted to bring that element to this huge environmental experience. And so it's really just kind of grown and grown for years. Um, and EarthXR became like the immersive element of that. Um, a few years ago, I had been working on Oculus VR for Good. And Michael kind of reached out wanting to have more VR and immersive elements. Um, and so we kind of built EarthXR under the, the film umbrella. And we also do a lot of work with education and, and um, film competitions and all kinds of, of creative elements to highlight uh, work around endangered species and nature and sustainability and you know inspiring people to, to, to take care of the planet. So you've kind of touched on some of this at a high level, but what are some examples of the social good you've accomplished using film and immersive art? Um, I can say uh, from our from our festival, some of the things I, I super love is um, a few years ago, we had a piece called Dance with Flamingos. It was an AR project uh, that also had an element where you could, you know, step in front of a connect and like raise your arms and the flamingo raises its arms and you dance and the flamingo dances and people really love that experience. And they also could adopt flamingos. Um, so through that experience, we had 17 flamingos adopted. So I love things like that. Um, with a lot of our, our work, um, our filmmakers are very much um, impact-based environmentalists as well as filmmakers. Um, and so they're often working with organizations uh, you know, I'm thinking of, of Habitat XR that did a predicament of pangolins and um, they did Gorilla Palooza uh, with the Ellen Fund. They've worked a lot with Conservation International and World Wildlife Fund. They've done record breaking fundraisers in virtual reality and um, filmmakers like Underwater Earth um, and Ghostly VR that we worked with in 2019. They um, we also had like Tongan ambassadors that came and viewed um, the Underwater Earth uh, project at our festival. We had the Chinese consulate came through, former president of Mexico Zadio came through. We have government um, and UN organizations coming through and viewing the, the work. And um, we really try to make sure that these projects that are about you know, stopping whale poaching or stopping illegal fishing and over traffic, you know, uh, human, human trafficking tied to illegal fishing and things like that, that we get it not just in front of the public, but also in front of policymakers and people that can really change things on a government level. Um, we went with those filmmakers also to the United Nations and to the Peace Boat um, and, you know, survivors uh, of, you know, the human trafficking and Ghost Fleet were speaking to the United Nations um, and, you know, Guardians of the Kingdom. Uh, was showing in, in front of these, uh, you know, critical policymakers. So, um, you know, part of what we do is just trying to get the general public to fall in love with nature again. You know, we have a project called uh, Wild Immersion endorsed by Jane Goodall that we've been working with in partnership uh, for a couple of years now. 
And what we love about that is that just is, it's Jane Goodall and it's nature and it's, it's stunning and it's, um, it's fun and it's entertaining. And we can use content like that to, to just engage audiences and, and help them fall in love with nature again, especially to kind of go into, to, you know, the wilds of, you know, like places that they could normally never go underwater swimming with dolphins and, and, you know, whales and, and going, you know, into Africa and the Amazon and Asia, um, a lot, especially in COVID right now when people can't travel. So there's that element of, of going just to the general public to, to get them to really care about nature. And then we have these other elements where a lot of the content drives donations um, to take care of uh, like rescued baby elephants, that, uh, you know, which we did the elephant keeper in 2019 with Conservation International. And that encourages people to actually like take action and donate. Um, and then, like I said, like that high level kind of like influencing policy makers. So it's, it's a broad spectrum and we're trying to engage everybody where they are because you know, everybody's got like, you know, different ways that they can, they can help and support. And we try to, we try to create like a broad spectrum of ways that people can engage through the work that we, that we program. That's a lot of storytelling. But, <laughs> so what is some of the technology behind the immersive art that you utilize? So we, um, we try to keep it broad. The reason it's EarthXR is that we really try to engage beyond just VR. Um, so we definitely have virtual reality, augmented reality, mixed realities, um, immersive arts, and uh, we've had projections and, and all kinds of different creative uh, work like that. Um, we've had a lot of filmmakers that have used AI in, in their VR. Um, so, you know, the artificial intelligence is also a, an aspect of that. And we're really fascinated just in general with emerging technology, especially in this space, not just for the way that content is produced and created, but also in the way that emerging technologies are being used in environmental work and the way that like AR, VR projects can showcase um, the use of like AI to, um, you know, there was a, a piece called Los Guardianes uh, that we programmed in 2019 and they were using AI um, to help track endangered species and, and kind of getting rid of these super like manual and very um, kind of uh, time consuming ways of, of, you know, doing that endangered species work um, and, you know, helping the Costa Rican rainforests, um, you know, so uh, it's, a, it's a blend of these technologies that are used in the production and also showcasing how emerging technologies are used in um, the actual environmental work. So once you've established a goal or, or mission, if you will, what's the process you follow to achieve it? Where does the creative come from? Where do the technologists who support the effort come from? Ooh, that's a, <laughs> it's a big process all year long. I think, you know, when we get into like planning the festival and, you know, it, which is a very different process now, um, it used to be very focused on like what, you know, everything that we would do year round would focus towards April. Um, our big festivals were generally in Dallas in April and in um, 2019 we had over 177,000 people. Uh, National Geographic was our major partner for 2020 and we were expecting over 200,000 and then we pivoted um, to, you know, doing everything virtually and online and doing EarthX TV. Um, but all year long, we are, you know, often engaging with other festivals. We're often working with other partners and programmers. Um, you know, I mentioned Michael Kane before our president. He will, one of the things I love so much about the festival is he always says we are co-petitors, not competitors. We collaborate incredibly well with other festivals. So 
you know, recently we worked with uh, Guanajuato International Film Festival. We've had a wonderful partnership with them. We have a whole Latin America um, element to the festival and everything, you know, and we've worked with Peace Boat, um, our friend Jeremy McCain uh, from Ridge to Reef does the ultramarine summits with Richard Branson. He brought us into Virtual Burning Man. Uh, we did panels with CanXR. Uh, we usually go to Sundance and do showcases and impact houses. Um, you know, I have a panel for South by Southwest coming up in, in March. So we're always doing those things year round, um, but it's always to kind of push the energy back to the April event. And it's interesting because I keep thinking when you said goals, um, I've been getting a lot of questions throughout COVID, uh, uh, you know, about VR and what the goals of this are. And one thing that I really loved, you know, before COVID is we were able to provide for audiences uh, free and open to the public experiences. So that means a lot to us. Not everybody can get a headset. You know, these technologies are often very inaccessible to a lot of people. And even if it's smartphones and computers, like people don't really kind of take into account how inaccessible that is to some people as well. Um, and so we were, you know, very excited to always, you know, create uh, experiences where we had our big event in April, but we also had like monthly programming and programming uh, with partners all the time where we were really trying to make this available to, to larger audiences. And that's another thing that we've done in COVID. We've still try to make sure that we could make this accessible to people. So when we did Wild Immersion endorsed by Jane Goodall, that um, content was placed up on the web so that people could view it online. Um, they can ac access that through their phones um, and tablets. And so, um, you know, the goal is really to, to get this to as many people as possible. We, we want, you know, to use these creative endeavors to really help people um, you know, find how they can take care of the environment, how they can, you know, be as close to nature as possible and, and to really get people reconnected um, and, and to provide as many ways as possible for, for people to kind of like know what to do so that they can take good care of the planet. What do you see for immersive art and extended reality in the coming year? How is it going to continue to evolve and grow? You know, I think contactless is... <laughs> is still a, you know, a, a challenge right now for anything that people are doing physically in person. It's interesting, you know, how much like you hear about like VR headsets selling out and like people not being able to get a hold of them because, you know, I think it's driven a lot of traffic to, to people, you know, using the time in COVID to try to experience something. You know, I was taking roller coaster rides the other day in VR because I can't in person. Um, so I do think that's, you know, wonderful that people are at least finding, you know, VR as an outlet through all this. Um, you know, I, I, I'm really interested in seeing the glasses, you know, that are coming out um, and the AR kind of elements, you know, I, the, the boom in AR, I think is so interesting. And I, and I love a lot of things that are accessible through phones, you know, so for me, it's always going to be like, I think a lot of other festivals that we work with are more interested in you know kind of like the, the the geekiest tech and the most interactive thing in the most expensive headsets and stuff and and for us we're often trying to find a way that it's just accessible to to everyone uh or as many people as possible so well, I'm and, well i was just gonna say and to elaborate on that i mean you mentioned quite a bit this already but how does the general public find and consume your content so um we have earthxfr.org is our website. Um, and so when we programmed everything for 2020, 
what we did to adjust for that is we um, there is in like and all the content that's on there because we are still trying to figure out like ways that we can showcase this work in person uh, eventually. Um, you know, we want to do as much as we can to honor the filmmakers that made their incredible content available to us. And, and some of them have pivoted to, you know, adaptations of their work, but we have with on earthxr.org, uh, there's the, the wild immersion content that people can, can watch online. And then there's links for a ton of other content that people, um, can find ways to watch it online or in headsets, you know, through, you know, different platforms and everything. So we are actually working on kind of developing that more for 2021 to expand on ways on our website for people to keep watching content. And then um, we have uh, a show, uh, Immerse Yourself in Nature on EarthX TV um, and shows that are like EarthXR Presents that we do with partners um, where we kind of walk people through ways to, to watch content. We have a um, Danny Washington and Erica Woolsey. Um, we did a program with them called 21st Century Mermaids. Um, and they have a podcast about intersectional environmentalism and immersive work that they're doing. Um, so, and Erica walks people through this project she did called the Hydras. Uh, she's a National Geographic Explorer and she takes people through. So she shows them how to use the QR code to kind of open it up on their phone and how to use cardboards and, and other things like that. So we're trying to use the, the EarthX TV programming too, to be a little bit of education for at-home experiences that way. Tiffany Kieran, Director of EarthXR Programming and Partnerships for EarthX Film. Doing some great work, Tiffany. I love following you. And certainly this year is going to be a lot of virtual events. And hopefully by 2022, we'll be seeing you out at, at uh, certainly Sundance and many more places. Tiffany, if somebody wants to connect with you personally, or maybe they just want to find out again more about the work that you guys are, are doing, how can they do that? Yes, um, they can go to earthxr.org. Um, so that's where you can see all the, the, um, the programming that I mentioned earlier. Um, and we'll be working on updates for 2021. Uh, and then for me personally, you can just find me on LinkedIn if you if you look up Tiffany Kieran on LinkedIn. Thanks again, Tiffany. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this and I, I love your 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 program. So really excited to be here. Well, thank you. And we, we love having you and love what you're doing. And find more of my interviews right here on YouTube, iTunes and Spotify or at TanyaHall.net. Thanks for watching.